The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. What's going on, Miss Simi? Good. I had to eat my sandwich, though. I'm still hungry. <laughs> what type of sandwich? These are the things we like. <laughs> it was the um the mango habanero like sandwich from Domino's. See, you always trying something daring and something that delicious. could possibly go wrong. <laughs> it's delicious. It had like chicken, obviously, provolone, um, a couple of onions, jalapenos, and pineapples for some sweet. Delicious. I haven't eaten in many hours. I'm so hungry. <laughs> the delivery literally came at like 9.59. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Food has to be consumed. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm not that difficult of a boss. I, I will allow. <laughs> Allow you folks to have nourishment <laughs> before you come upon the show. I would have put myself on mute and chow down. <laughs> <laughs> Off mute. Mm-hmm. Great analysis. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, Simi's energy sure is down tonight. What's going on? <laughs> and then five minutes later, ah! <laughs> well, you're going to have some things to go raw about on uh, this particular <sighs> episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, first and foremost. Picture this Naomi and Sasha. <laughs> Why the fuck are they suspended indefinitely? Get the fuck out of here. I ranted last week. Rant again, I will. Are you out your goddamn mind? They're really trying to make an example out of these two black women, and I will not stand for it. I will not. Okay. Because literally every team was like, ain't nobody disappointed with, with Sasha and Naomi. We're proud of them, actually. Fuck out of here. Everybody's face was the same face that Ma- that Pat McAfee said <laughs> when this big man made, made Michael Coulthard say that bullshit. Stick it. Because I was like, get the fuck. Arm out of his back. And like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. I was pissed. The fact that they took all their merch off of the site and doing all this bullshit. No, no, no. Nope. You better fucking fix it. All right. So Sasha was out here partnering with Steve Aoki, so she's not that worried. But like, you're not gonna, you're not about to be here playing my girls. Absolutely the fuck not. Vince just never understands that, yo, dude, the people don't go on your side when it comes to this. Like, Mm-mm. Brett screwed Brett? Oh. Yeah. No, the people never bought that. Mm-mm. The people never sided with you on that. The people always have Brett Hart's side on that. You was able to spin it into the Mr. McMahon thing and, and create the attitude there off of it. Just mm-hmm. by happenstance, just lucky for you. One thing led to something else through a creative. But clearly when you've taken all of the element of 
well, maybe these people do do things on their own and everything isn't, you know, written down for them or they don't rehearse it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And people do do things like this that are just spontaneous, you know, right. even though they obviously has been confirmed by both sides went through the proper channels mm-hmm. to try to get what they wanted done done yep you know what I'm saying so none of that is a question the whole problem is is that they just understood like yo this is crappy we've given you alternatives and you still want us to do crappy we'd rather not right exactly catch y'all next week right and people out here acting like they walked out on like the whole company but they walked out on a show they walked out on, on the some show. bullshit right right <laughs> they walked out on some bullshit because that's what that shit was is bullshit right fuck and, out of here and I think that's what's being lost it's like mm-hmm. I think if they just would have been like, okay, let them go home, let them blow some steam, and we'll come back next week, cooler heads prevail, I think would have just kept rolling down the line and everybody could have took a week to kind of cool down and come back to the table. Things would have mm-hmm. been fine. But right. no, that's not the way that it played out. And because mm-hmm. of the language that has been yep. used, thrown out, through. Mm-hmm. various vessels and unfortunately he'll never get on TV and come out straight talk about it right. himself and and put right. those words to himself which we all clearly mm-hmm. know through Michael Cole, Corey Graves, whomever everybody but mm-hmm. Pat McAfee because they know he probably won't go for that shit right. <laughs> they know to leave him over there you know it's like you lost this one. Just take the L and come back next week with something better. Right. Because everybody knows that was bullshit. What the fuck sense does it make to have the tag team champions be in a tournament to to get a chance to fight for the single championship and have one of them go over the other? That, that makes sense to you? Maybe in your, like, senile, addled brain... I don't know. Maybe it's like a bag of thawed peas up there, but that's not that's not smart. That doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. And now we're going to have a tag team tournament. Bitch, what tag teams? What tag teams are you going to have to participate in this tournament? Is it going to be Rhea and Liv? No, you broke them up. Is it going to be Carmella and Zelina? No, you broke them up. Is it going to be Shotzi and Tinga? No, you broke them up. You released one. Is it gonna who, like who is it gonna be? I can think of uh, Shayna and, and Natalia, maybe Dewdrop and Nikki, and they're probably gonna throw together um, Dana Brooke and Tamina. So three, you're gonna have three. Hey, that's what this is what I propose. I know that they wouldn't win, even though if they mm-hmm. did, it would be kind of cool. Throw in little team sunshine. Just say they're a tag team. They're an established tag team. They've been talking yeah. about trying to get shots at things that tag t- established tag teams don't get the chance to do. So hey, mm-hmm. throw them up there. Would have been a perfect time to move them up. Move them up for the tournament. 
Jacob could have been cool. Hey, could have had them maybe come to a show or something and then had Sasha and Naomi put out an open challenge. Oh, they could have came to NXT. They could have been Well, NXT has their own, like... Well, true. Yeah, it's not the same as it was when it was black and gold. But, I mean, Dolph came down there. We've had a couple of people come down. Yeah, but... The thing is that uh, NXT has its own tag team thing. So if, they, if, if Naomi and Sasha weren't tag team champs, it would have made more sense. Because right. it's like, well, we already have a tag team. Unless you're trying to unify this shit and do some bullshit no, again. But like, no, let's not do that. You're right. You're right. Can't disrespect Gigi. And no. Fake ass energy. I get I mean, I mean, you can. But. Gigi Donald's <laughs> got talent. <clears throat> She's a redhead, right? Yeah. yeah. She's a redhead. She makes questionable life yeah. choices. But, you know, she's got talent. What questionable life choices does she make? Uh, she, uh, she dates one of those, uh, one of those unsavory characters. I can't say which one because I don't want to Uh-oh. get it wrong. But um, yeah, oh, no. one of those, one of those guys. Oh, she dates a blue lives matter man. No, not Champa. Oh, okay. No, hold on. Somebody in, currently in the 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 dub dubs. I think she dates Darby. Darby Allen. Yep. Oh. Oh no, they were actually married, but they got. They're married. Yep, they were. Oh. Oh okay. Well, they're divorced, so that's a good decision. But, but yeah, she's got talent. The the other one, well, you know how I feel about the other one. (laughs) Oh, this beast! We've got a lot to talk about for the AE Dubs this week. Mm -hmm. Oh, and good for Liv, Finn, and AJ (laughs) being the, the 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 little. Bullet Club, but not Bullet Club with the ladies. The the one week alliance. It's done already. The Bullet Club for Liv. Well, I mean AJ 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 Styles and Liv. I'm surprised you didn't see this because this is right up your alley. I didn't. AJ Styles and Liv wrestled Rhea and Damian Priest in a mixed tag match on Raw. And fun. So Edge, of course, interfered and helped Rhea pin Liv. So after the match, of course, you know, the numbers game, they're beating, you mm-hmm. know, the two, you know, the, the four on two or whatever. Mm-hmm. They get annihilated and it's like, okay, where's Finn Balor? Like last week, everybody was too sweet and we like this new alliance, allegiance, you know, Bullet Club for Live. And this week is you know, a, 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 a three on two and there's no Finn Balor to come even things up. And somebody put on Twitter a picture of Finn eating a donut with mm-hmm. his gear on, talking about when AJ Styles and Liv Morgan were getting attacked. <laughs> I did. What? I was so excited. They were so cute. I saw artwork. Boo. Come on, man. 
Be- See, this is what I'm saying. Because these people don't have any clue what is actually good. They just write the, something to appease one person. And unfortunately, the one person's filter doesn't transmit out to the broader audience like it used to. Because if they just took the things that the people wanted to see and didn't run it into the ground when they realized what they have or what the people want to see, this product Mm -hmm. would be so much better. That's the reason why what we're going to talk about with Wardlow and MJF is just mm-hmm. brilliant. Yeah, it's all good. Oh, yeah. But that company wants to present everybody like superstars, and that's the first thing that they that where you go wrong. Mm-hmm. Because if everybody's superstars, then who the hell are you be? I mean, everybody can be like a star. It's just you need peers. Everybody's on a level, right? Everybody's on the same level, right? Now, you Mm -hmm. need your jobbers. You need your could be good, but still kind of green people. You need your Mm -hmm. solid mid-carders. You need your stars who can wrestle with the main eventers. You have Mm -hmm. your, no, you have your mid-carders. Then you have your main eventers. And then you have your stars. And you have your superstars. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's like a group of people who are good enough to be in the main event, but they're too good to be in the mid car, but they're not quite stars yet. Right. Kind of like where, like, if Montez Ford went single, that's kind of where he would be. Like, Mm -hmm. he's kind of too good to be in the mid car, so you could put him in the main events, but he's not quite ready to, you know, take that next rung up. Mm -hmm. But with a little bit more time. He could get there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yep. Carmelo Hayes would probably come in, like, in between, like, a mid-carter and, like, a, a jobber guy that actually surprises somebody. Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's how they bring right. Like, oh, I'm just going to beat this scrub, and all of a sudden he beats him. Mm-hmm. You know, the John Cena type shit. Yeah. You know oh, you mean a storyline? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he could kind of come in like that. You know what I'm saying? That would mm-hmm. kind of be the low heel if you use that type of mentality. But right. they use the mentality that everybody's on the same tier. So mm-hmm. so what we be everybody? You don't fall, you don't rise. You stay on the same right. level with everybody else. And then you get the thing where it's just like there's two huge superstars and like it's people that you really like, but you're using them as a jobber for no reason. It's just like, what? <laughs> right. What right. You have a whole theater system of people that you could be mm-hmm. and they would love it. I mean, look how many people started out as just scrubs on TV getting their ass kicked. Right. But turned out to be good wrestlers and stars mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I mean, like just about everybody. Right. From our era, Shawn Michaels, Edge, Christian, Hardy Boys. You know, they started out getting their ass whooped. Mm -hmm. They were nondescript, did what they needed to do, but they flashed a couple of ooh and ah moves here or there every third match or so, just enough to make people keep them around. 
and remember mm-hmm. them. And the next thing you know, that's like, okay, let's keep them off TV for a little bit and try to do something with them. Right. It's like you've done it successfully before. Just like grow with the times, bruh. Like, just, ugh. Yeah, it's like, it's well, not. Why broken. do you have a creative team to do nothing? Well, they have a whole bunch of people who don't do wrestling. And they have yeah. people who just get the credit so they can move on to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, like, okay, I worked yeah. for WWE for a year, six months, eight months, cool. Going right. down the line and get a new job doing something else. Mm-hmm. Instead of people who are like invested in, like, okay, we're here to do right. wrestling. Like, like Paul Heyman, pretty much. Like, okay. Yeah. But that's the reason why they took away his creative thing because he's like okay Mm -hmm. we're gonna do wrestling right and they don't want that (laughs) it sucks (sighs) to see the program go through that change with this Mm -hmm. amount of black not only female talent male talent but just encompassing the wrestling landscape yeah black people in the wrestling business with an, with a capability and ability to shine and be great and awesome. Yep. Because this is would be the perfect time to be like, oh, let's just infuse the wrestling business with new people. A mm-hmm. new idea, a new way to do things. Right. And there's a whole talent pool that they would never want to tap into that could turn this shit around. Because uh, you're going to be racist. And you don't like it when people say, you know what, we can go for a lot. But you know, right. at some point, yeah. you just got to say, yo, man, come on. And you would yeah, think, no. you would think, at least with the way that she kind of characterizes it, but hey, you never know how it mm-hmm. is on the other side. You would think mm-hmm. that Vince and Sasha would have enough rapport with each other. Yeah that he would listen to her and be like yeah okay that his that that he would have a cooler head for her or more time for her or more patience with her you would think but you know white men (laughs) white men with money just start that with tony khan (laughs) right but yeah it's just it's like man this is so such a fight you guys didn't even have to have Yep. And like Cameron, Miss Ariane, love you, always support you, but mm, this is not it for what you said. Oh, no. That was not. What did my camera say? That was not it. What did my camera say? She went on, I think it was some some interviews, some podcasts, and basically made it seem like Sasha basically influenced and brainwashed Naomi that Naomi wouldn't do this on her own. And she was like, you know, Naomi, if you need a partner, I'm right here. Let's get And I was just like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. What are you doing? What are you doing? That was like, mm. Trying to use it as an angle to get in. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, using that as a place to get publicity and to, I just I did not like that at all nah, that's, just that oh nah nah you can't yeah. be a, you can't be a clout chaser nah I was like that was the wrong move ma'am why did you do that 
Uh, so I didn't like that at all. No, I don't like yeah. that at all either. I saw it and I was just like, oh, girl. Yeah, oh, not, girl. That's not how you do business. At all. And she's supposed to be your friend. You just support her. Right. All you say is, you know what? She's so good. She's so talented. I want her to get everything she deserves. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm pretty That's sure she, she felt strongly about the way the creative was and, and she did it mm-hmm. because no because I you know just use what you know in a way to enlighten mm-hmm. her and be like yeah it had to right. be something effed up right for her to feel or as simple as I don't know enough about the situation to comment yeah there you go bang yeah, you bang. Go. <laughs> yeah I didn't like that at all yeah that's bad that's real bad yeah all right, well, let's get into this quick preview of Double or Nothing. Oh, yeah. Folks out here, podcast land. That's apparently going to be six hours. With the pre-show and everything, it's going to be long. No. It's going to be after midnight, and I think it's going to start at seven, the pre-show. Oh, oh, good Lord. Mm-mm. If it comes in before midnight, I'll be shocked. That's too much. It's too much. But here's our main card. I mean, these matches are all pretty well good matches, been built up pretty well, one particularly. Mm-hmm. But House of Black versus Death Triangle. Hopefully, Pac and Phoenix can stay healthy. Please. <laughs> no, it's a pay per view, so, you know, they're going to try God. to do some. Oh God! They're gonna they're gonna try to do some death defying ish. They do that shit when it's a regular Wednesday. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Not prepared. Uh, House of Black. They they need to like step their game up or file for gimmick gimmick infringement for mm-hmm. uh, Judgment Day over in WWE. Ooh. Oh, they are similar. Yes. Yes. Now, see, this is one of these Baywatch matches that you always mm-hmm, have trouble mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Now, this one is going to be mine. TBS Championship matchup. Our champ, Jade Cargill, versus Anna J. The real It's also Anna mine. <laughs> I love both these women. But, ooh. You know. But Anna J. Yeah. You're going to give Jade her next win. Not Jade. tonight, Anna. Sorry. Sorry, girl. You're going against the black girl. I'm not. I can't. I'm a loyal feud. <laughs> right. And we better have some interference from the baddies if things look dangerous. We better. But I don't want to see man not nothing from Tekati. Stay over there. <laughs> the baddies, yes. Um, this is actually done. See, the only thing about this that I don't like is this gets built up a lot on Rampage. And that show mm-hmm. comes on what channel? TNT. And what championship does she have? That would be TBS. And what channel does Dynamite come on? That would be TBS. But she's never on the channel that she has the belt for. Mm, you're correct. At least wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Make it make sense, Sway. I can't. I don't have the answers, Sway. <laughs> I don't have the answers. I don't know. 
I've been saying this. I, why why is the TBS champion never on TBS? Or just to, I'm I love seeing her do promos, but these promos that she does on on Dynamite, those promos should be on TNT. And then the matches she has on TNT need to be on TBS. Right. Like, what what kind of dyslexic person is booking this stuff? Just like your champions, you close your show, but... <sighs> but we'll get to it. In this rundown, he's lucky. Anarchy <laughs> in the arena match... Jericho Appreciation mm-hmm. Society versus Kingston, Moxley, Danielson, Santana, and Ortiz. So they're going to have a big-ass brawl. I just want um, B- B- BPCCNM just to beat the Jericho <laughs> Appreciation Society and so we can move on. I've had enough of him and his wizardry and his uh, bullying of black people. I've had enough. That match is gonna be wild, but yeah, Jericho, Jericho in this damn fire. Right. If he says one more time that he's a wizard, I'm gonna lose my mind. (laughs) See, Mister Wizard or just a wizard? I don't. I don't. You're Randall White Man that I need to go. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) In a Spider-Man meme matchup, the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. Yeah, oh, that's gonna be wild times. I hope that's only like eleven minutes because they're gonna. That's another. That's another matchup where it's like. Oh God. I hope yeah. Jeff Hardy can stay healthy. Lord, yeah, and Matt too because he be trying to go to, and I'm like, stop, damn. You got a wife and children. Stop <laughs> this. Um, not really that thrilled with the young bucks but you know yeah. that that bloom has been off that rose for quite a minute yeah so Owen Hart they're just kind of there right right <laughs> Owen uh, Hart the final for the women's side we got Dr. Britt Baker taking on the winner yeah. of Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander so we'll presume it's going to be Ruby Soho most likely um, so now that Britt Baker doesn't have the belt, we would presume that mm-hmm. Ruby Soho would probably get this win. Yeah, which uh, sure. Not feeling that. Nothing about that. Not really. I wanted Tony Storm. <laughs> I think that after she busted her nose, I think the crowd wanted Tony Storm too. Something yeah. about that blood, man. That if it comes organically like that. Somebody yeah. busts their nose open or somebody catches a real, you know, elbow mm-hmm. to the eyebrow or something. Right. It mm-hmm. It's something yeah. that turns that crowd on for them to win. And sometimes it's a bloodlust. Like, yeah, I guess so. And sometimes I guess it would be cool if they could kind of switch it up in the middle of the match mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, they saw the blood right. and all of a sudden they're really going for you, so let's you know, let's change it. Right. Yeah. Pull a new day and um uh, Kid and Cesaro. <laughs> right. Do that. Right. Uh, Owen Hart Cup final for the men. You got Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, baby. Oh, that's going to be wild. He's going to be like all those times you were being de- defiant in NXT when I was a security guard. 
<laughs> I'm gonna put my hands on you. I'm putting my hands on you. This is one of those matches. I want Samoa Joe, Regal, and Adam Cole to have like a a moment. You know. This is one of those matches I wish they had more than like a day or two to build up. I wish they had like a, yeah, you know, like a, a like a real build up to this match. Mm-hmm. Not just I want to see the shit talking. Right, right, right. Give me an old Wendy moment. Give me I'm Cole strapped to a bed. Talk about he's gonna kick your ass. <laughs> I want him to try to run you over. <laughs> Don't do it again. <laughs> Never gonna get over this season. <laughs> yeah. That's what's definitely missing, the, the, the promo jousting back and forth. Uh, speaking of promo jousting back and forth, that's been pretty good, at least in mm-hmm. one-third of this, two-thirds of this, rather. AEW mm-hmm. yeah. Tag Team Championship Triple Threat Jurassic Express defending against Keith Lee and Swerve, what, Swerve and Glory, and uh, mm-hmm. Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, I'm so excited for this match. So excited for this match. Jungle Boy Swerve and uh, Ricky Starks. Woo! It's a little bit later. A show. (laughs) Now, to the best angle in professional wrestling. MJF versus Wardlow. Mm. It has to be real good. Mm -hmm. The way this has been crafted the way this has been orchestrated has been nothing but perfection. Yep. A build. You know, last week, or actually this week, was the first Mm -hmm. time I think that actually Warlow even got his hands on MJF? Yep, it is. It is. Absolutely. And that was just for a minuscule second. And you see mm-hmm. how much that crowd was like on their feet. I was rabid. I was like, "Let's go, boys!" <laughs> I was so. I just. I want rabid. <laughs> so imagine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're gonna see all these matches, and you know, every match is gonna be a twenty-minute classic. Yeah. Even if it doesn't deserve to be, right? <laughs> and. I don't know what they got in store, but Jurassic Express, Keith Lee, Swerve, and Strickland, y'all better be good. Because if y'all get you know in a lull... You know they're gonna go wild. If y'all get in a lull, they know what's next. Mm-hmm. Because the people are going... And MJF, I guarantee you, I'm not gonna be watching it, because I'm gonna be at the NASCAR race on Sunday night. But I Ooh. guarantee you, if, if anything I know about MJF, Willow's going to come out first. He's going to come out second. Mm-hmm. They're going to announce mm-hmm. him, and he's going to walk around the ring for two minutes. Yeah. Just to piss everybody off. Just to piss. And to build even more the anticipation of Warlow finally getting his hands on He's going to do like Sammy was doing with Drew, just run out every time. <laughs> right. He's going to do it. He's gonna try to dodge and run and run until Wardlow's like, "Bitch, no!" And then it's gonna be on and popping. And the I can't wait. First time he power bombs him, they're gonna go crazy. Everybody's gonna go crazy. Yep. Everybody's gonna go crazy because this is per- 
professional wrestling. It's it's what you're supposed. It's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed yep. to make it where one person struggles to get to the other person. So once they finally meet, there is an ultimate payoff for the person who struggles. Yeah. Not like what they were doing with Naomi and, so- and Sonia. <laughs> where right. every time right. Naomi got no come up. The right. point of like the authority or like the person with the most power going after them and going after the go is because that the baby face gets that moment where they get to whoop that ass one good time maybe two good times and then we go not starts and stops so yeah this has been great and they've had again oh go ahead oh no I mean <laughs> I was gonna say they've had the perfect interplayers with Sean mm-hmm, Spears mm-hmm. they had Big Cass you know all mm-hmm. these little bitty obstacles just to keep moving the goalposts farther down, farther down, farther right. down, farther down. And it doesn't get old because it's not like you're seeing Wardlow wrestle Sean Spears every week in a different match. Right. It's like, oh, this week, they just talking. Oh, this week, mm-hmm. oh, that's fucked up. They just talking. You know what I'm saying? But, oh, right. man, he he, he, he has some fucked up shit to him and put even more burden on him. Mm-hmm. Then the next week, it's like, you know, physicality with the security guards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wardlow, Those security guards. You know, MJF talks so much trash and, and Wardlow can't get to him that he has to release his anger. So the security guards mm-hmm. are the ones who get beaten down. Then they throw the little, right. hey, have you gotten beaten up by Wardlow? <laughs> right. You may, may be in line for personal <laughs> injury. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, just like... Oh, JP. <sighs> What was that? <laughs> just, just, just yeah. little, little things that just make it like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do next week. Can't wait. And they hit it out the park with this one. So, mm-hmm. Wardlow and MJF definitely the match I'm looking forward to the most. And then the main event, AEW Championship matchup: Cowboy Hangman Adam Page taking yes. on CM Punk for the richest prize on their game so Adam Page I need you to whoop this man's ass I don't because know because my co-worker my co-worker Uh-oh. is a big CM Punk fan and I need to be- go in there <laughs> and rub it in his face that his man lost I need it to happen so cowboy please <laughs> I need you to kick this man's ass Save you us. battle through betrayal you battle through alcoholism you battle through crippling self-doubt beat this man's ass so I could come in in the morning and say yeehaw ho I need you I need you please uh, I saw this tweet where it's like all these people like Eddie Kingston calls CM Punk an asshole like this person calls CM Punk an asshole this person calls CM Punk an asshole all of a sudden Adam Page calls CM Punk an asshole and the AEW crowd is like what you talking about why are you being so mean to CM Punk <laughs> exactly it's like hello what do you mean see like, this is why Daniel Bryan would get mad. Y'all are fickle. Me, I'm not fickle. Ten toes down, I'm with you, Adam Page, to the motherfucking end. These people don't deserve you. So we got nine matches taking place Sunday night. Like I said, plus mm-hmm. the buy-in, we got um, Dan Housen. And, and Thunder Rosa and Serena. 
Oh, yeah, Thunder Rosa and Serena. How did I forget that? Ten matches. Excuse me. <laughs> and then we got Dan, Dan Housen and Hook going against Yay! Tony Nice and Mark Sterling. I'm looking forward to that so much. <laughs> uh, Scorpio Sky is going to get his new TNT title, if you care right. about that. I just want him to, to get his title so those thieves, those defilers of belts. <laughs> Why do Leave they think... Us alone. It's, it's not cool. I mean, you know, it was it was, it was was done once and everybody saw mm-hmm. it and it was like, oh, okay. May Triple right. H have to go out and spend money to get brand new titles. Because mm-hmm. of the things that they were doing with those old ones. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know, you know who's a, and, and this is his personality too. Can you mm-hmm. imagine Xavier Woods, right? Yeah. His little inner thoughts when he sees an NXT title around various uh-huh. various people's like, I wouldn't be holding that so oh, close no. to my face if I was you. <laughs> oh no! He just gotta like just you know, like his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He has to do that Adele meme where she's just like hiding behind her purse, just like don't look at it, please. Just like you naughty, naughty boy. Yeah. But oh. But well. see, at least that was on accident, and we like Xavier Woods. We don't like you, <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> yeah. Now, if they could find a way to make this newfound dislike of him in Tay into a good story, they could have something. I mean, maybe, but like. But they just can't go I hate around to give, being to like bullshit. Yeah. a high school kissing couple. You know what I mean? No, because gross. I don't want to see that. <laughs> like, I hate to like praise Vince, but like, you can't do a damn Lita Edge uh, Mad Hardy triangle here. Because we liked all three of those people. I don't want to see Sammy and, and Tay Conti. Now, Lita. An edge, Kevin? Yeah. I'm good. Let's see more of that because both of those people are hot. <laughs> Tay and Sammy, I don't want to see that. You look gross. You look like two wizards trying to do something. I'm, I don't want to do that. We don't want we don't want any parts. No parts of that. No, no, no. And he also has bad fashion sense. Like, you can't get out of my face. <laughs> so, use the hashtag all elite cast this Sunday to share your commentary with color on Double or Nothing. This is basically their WrestleMania. This is the one that yeah. basically started it all. This marks their anniversary. So this Dynamite episode we're about to review is their three-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about it because they started out with Wardlow versus Sean Spears. A cage match with MJF as a referee. Wardlow has to win here to face MJF on Sunday. So you know with shenanigans afoot, they don't mm-hmm. unhandcuff him. Uh, it turns into a brief handicap match for a second. The Swanton connects, but MJF won't count, allowing Sean Spears to get in on his feet. Sean Spears gets a chair, and they're going to tee it up, but he misses. He hits MJF and lays him stretched out starfish yep Wardlow, <laughs> Wardlow pops up 
and it's a four movement power bomb symphony. Another referee comes in to make the count on Sean Spears. One, two, three, and Wardlow is going to get his chance to wrestle MJF one on one this Sunday to get out of his contract. That's right. Loved it. This <laughs> was great. Perfect build. Again, the slavery imagery, I was like, all right. But hey, he got out them goddamn cuffs. When I saw MJF in that damn fig Burberry referee <laughs> <laughs> uniform, I was yeah, I was like, this man, this is about to be dumb, and it was, it was great. The fact I was just like, word low, damn, you ain't got no friends. Oh, damn, you ain't got no friends. And then Sean Spears, what is this? What is this mask? This mask. I was like, you stole Nyla's whole flow. He stole Nyla's whole flow with that. But this was great. The fact that they kept teasing him, getting in MJF's face, MJF being like, you can't touch me, you can't touch me, you can't touch me. And then when he got, he busted out them cuffs like he's the Hulk. Yes! Gave him that power bomb on that chair. I was like, that's right, Wardlow! Let's go, Wardlow! I was so excited. I was so excited. This was great. Great, great, great. Loved everything about this. So Great I- storytelling. <laughs> After the match, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, he's not the referee no more. Match is over. Wardlow can get his hands on MJF. He goes for MJF, but the security runs in, and MJF manages to escape. But the security doesn't, as Wardlow <clears throat> just demolishes, I don't know, 20 guys. And uh, yep. poor he's little like white cartoon. dude at the end who got powerbombed into the cage. Oh, my yep. God. He, you know how most of the times you get hit and the cage ricochets you back onto the, you know, apron of the ring enough where you can roll underneath Uh the ropes. (laughs) Oh Mm -hmm. boy, hit the cage, slumped down and just disappeared. (laughs) Right, he was just like, "Bye." It's like I was like, "Damn!" Oh, I was like, "Dag!" I know that a it hurt and b it was quite embarrassing. Right, you better get your moment though. Yeah, so this was good. Everything about this was awesome, man. Great way to start the show. Mm-hmm. Then a not so great way to follow that up. We are backstage with the Jericho Appreciate Appreciation Society. They mm-hmm. attack a backstage worker with a fireball for wearing a John Moxley shirt. But not just like, any really? backstage worker. Mm-hmm. Nope. Why'd it have to be a black backstage worker? Maybe. Because racism, that's why. Because he saw a black wizard just say, mm, melanin, I don't like it. Attack him, fire. A grand wizard, KKK. Suspicious? <laughs> I see it. Dr. Umar Squit. <laughs> oh, man. Tony Khan, I hope people, I hope you got a lot in your inbox about that. Since everybody. Mm-hmm. All the wrestling media inbox you that they couldn't uh, cover the media oh scrum after the pay per view. So you're gonna change it for um, Oh, you're so magnanimous. Oh my god! And all all the bots apparently that he knows. Are good. Boy, I swear to God, it's so magnanimous. Uh, Tony Schiavone brings CM Punk and Hangman Page in for a face to face meeting. Now, this should have ended the show. 
filled with water. Yeah. Why didn't this end the show? This what pisses me off. What are you doing? It's not like they they're not even slated to be on the show on Saturday or on Friday, which is like your last television before mm-hmm. the pay per view. Right. So if your title is the biggest thing in your company, why is it headlining the the beginning of the second hour when you got these two tournament matches that can do that? Makes no sense. Doesn't make any sense. You got this fire-ass three-way that can do this. Like, I don't... I don't get it. How are we supposed Why to Why don't you like your champion? Yeah, how are we supposed to have respect for Heyman Page as a champion? And he coming out here at 10 o'clock. He not coming out here at like, 8. He not coming out here at 9.50. See, it's one or the other. You either get a curtain jerker or you're the main event if you're the champion. Right. It's, there's no in-between. You don't see Roman in the middle of the show unless he arrives. Oh, he's on his way. He's on. Right. But guess what? At the end of the show, what's going to happen? You're going to come right up. Right. Like, why don't you give respect to your champion, who's an actual good champion, who's good on the mic, who's good at pulling out emotions, who bleeds for you every damn match? (laughs) Why don't you respect your champion? I know people love to chant CM Punk, but those Adam Page chants, they're loud as well. So don't play me. And this was a good segment. This is a good storyline. I actually kind of, I'm just, I'm actually interested in CM Punk and what he's doing. Not interested enough for him to win, ever, but. <laughs> she said ever. <laughs> but this is a good, he's good at being like, oh, I'm in your head. I'll do it all. This is a good ass feud. Why is it not headlining? It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. So Tony goes over both men stealing each other's finishers and Punk says he's ready to take the title. Page says there's nothing Punk can do to take the title from him. That makes Punk think that right. Page is taking this personally. There are a lot of people backstage who want their title <laughs> shot and for Punk, this is his title shot, it's his time, and this is just business. Well, Page says he wants to light a pipe bomb and roll it right up to Punk's feet. After pausing for the CM Punk chance, Page says he can't do it because he respects Punk. The thing is, Paige doesn't think Punk knows what it is, what it means, excuse me, to be a champion because it's more about being in this ring. It's also about what you do when no one else is watching, which isn't what Punk has been about since he got here. On Sunday, Paige is defending AEW from Punk, which gets a big reaction. Punk says Paige is going to have to do something about it because Punk paved the road here. Paige built... Page built the built the house with the trees that Punk chopped down, and he gave Page the blueprint. Page will shake his hand on Sunday, and he says, "Nope. In fact, he'll do it right now too." He extends his hand, and Adam Page drops Sam Punk with a right hand to end the interview. So, a couple of things. Number one, you're chopping down trees. Sam Punk's are not an environmentalist. Wow. <laughs> Damn, Brian. Wow. Look that up sideways, wow. I'm sure. Mm. Back with the environment, CM Punk. Wow. Of course he's taking it personal. Okay? He went through betrayal of his friends, crippling self-doubt, 
alcoholism to get to where he is now and you want to come here talking about his just business looking at him once you win things talking about someone coming for the big one yeah he's going to take it personal don't tell him what to do he doesn't have to shake your hand we're in COVID Corona <laughs> just because you like going through the crowd doesn't mean he does god damn it but this is good I enjoyed this wish it would close the show because see Phil get out of my man's head Adam Page exercise that man from your brain he's in your head like Randy Orton <laughs> get him out get him out Exercise him, Adam Page, and go get your title. I enjoyed this very much. We get a video package on Anna J and Jade Cargill uh, before their matchup on Sunday. Very well done, of course. AEW does a great work with their video packages. Wish this was more of a build, this little feud. On TBS, the channel yeah. I watch every Wednesday at 8 o'clock, sometimes on Thursdays. But yeah. Um, yeah. Did they build this on Rampage? Of course. Because Rampage has been coming on at like at like all times any hours, on wonky hours. Like yeah. Yeah, it'll come on. It's like oh, we're we're gonna come on at three o'clock during General Hospital. Then we're gonna be here at five thirty. Then we're gonna come on at midnight. Then we're gonna come on at one thirty after the Shirley Temple infomercial. And then we're gonna like, <laughs> why are why is this so random? That's what happens when you get all your programs on networks that all of a sudden invest money in real sports. Because when they first got on the network, they didn't have hockey. They they always knew TNT and basketball. So they always knew that that was going to be a problem. They were going to have to figure something out there. But then when they got the other show, and then all of a sudden it was like, Okay, we're going to put you on TBS for that. You're going to move you, your main show to TBS so you won't have a conflict anymore with basketball. But now we're going to get hockey, and now your other show you got that you put on TNT is in conflict because, you know, these... So this is all hockey's fault? Yep. Mm-hmm. Hockey and NBA a little bit, too. Just the playoffs. Then what the hell is ESPN for? What is ESPN for if not for the sports? They can't carry all of them. <laughs> Why? They got ESPN, ESPN Plus. There's not an ESPN Two. Damn. Yeah, there is, but uh, it's called uh, Monopoly, and in, in you know capitalism, they 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 won't let them have everything. They have to spread their wealth. To do nothing with it. Boom. <laughs> yeah, uh, the way that. It work television rights work and those things are, are pretty interesting pretty interesting because really all the net because really what you want is you want all the networks to kind of want your stuff so they all mm-hmm. so you can really work out a deal where you kind of spread it around like that's what the nba does so mm-hmm. the nba is like we have a product and so they're like okay espn and all these places are like we want it and they're like okay mm-hmm. And so the NBA says, well, how much are you going to pay us? And TNT says, well, we'll pay you this. And then ESPN says, we'll pay you this. And somebody else may try to, TNT will come in and say, hey, can we get, you know, the All-Star game? And then, you know, ESPN will be like, well, okay, we want this many Saturday night games. And so they, once they, so once they, you know, give the NBA their money, 
then they start dictating to the NBA, okay, we want these games on Christmas, we want these games on Saturdays, we want these games on Sundays to broadcast on our TV. And that's how the partnership. Sounds like a trust agreement. Yeah. For divorced parents. <laughs> that's how the, that's how the uh, that's how the the partnership works. So they start divvying up, you know, what games look good throughout the schedule and being like, okay, we're gonna broadcast these and these and those and no, we and that's why some teams never get on TV because it's just not. Oh, that's sad. They Is there? Do you get more money if you're on TV? As far as like their TV bonus, no. like the teams, no, no, oh. no, no. What oh, happens is the league, <laughs> yeah. But so what the so what happens is let's say the TV deal comes in at like two billion or whatever between the mm-hmm. three networks, like three networks mm-hmm. put in the deal and it comes up to two billion. So what they'll do mm-hmm. is they'll share that through all thirty teams in the league. Oh, okay. Because I not, thought it was like a wrestling thing. Like, oh, you get no, more money from no, TV. No. And plus, like, all the teams have their local TV. So then, you know, there's other type of stuff mm-hmm. that goes into that. So, yeah, it's real uh, interesting. Yeah, it's real interesting how that works. Sounds complicated. It's actually not a bad, uh, it's not a, for the leagues, like the NFL and that, and baseball mm-hmm. and NASCAR and all that. Baseball's a little different because they've kind of mm-hmm. got more of a streaming thing. Uh, oh, okay. But for like basketball and football and stuff, and even WWE mm-hmm. wrestling, yeah, it's 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 the reason why they don't really have to do house shows anymore. It's because t- uh, Fox yeah, and cause... USA pay them so much just to do the regular, you know, programming that as long yeah. as they put that out, then cool. Yeah. You know, we like the house shows. <laughs> yeah, that's where people get a chance to get better. Right. And things don't look clunky in the ring and all of a sudden people end up getting hurt because they haven't wrestled each other yeah. before and try moves that they shouldn't be trying to each other on television. Uh, yeah. Get well soon, Biggie. Oh my God, I'm so angry at that. <laughs> Every time I see Per Child, I'm like, you it's all your fault. And every time I used to see Rich Holland, I used to be like, Dag, man, I'm glad to see he, he came back because that's such a nasty injury when he was mm-hmm. out here trying then, to save Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. But then. But. Look what he did. Yeah. So Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Private Party. Uh, a lot of people were having problems getting to Vegas. From various places. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of tweets about. I know Keith Lee uh, said that he was having a hard time. Swerve said that he was having a hard time. Britt Baker had like a two day ordeal hard time. So. Was that like what is the lead or? I, I don't know what their what their issues were. I think some were weather, thunderstorms, and things of stuff like oh, that. Okay. Other things may have been flights and not having enough staff or whatever. Uh... But uh. Eddie Kingston's gear might have had a hard time getting to uh, to Las Vegas because he was out here in some basketball shorts and like one of his shirts he planned on wearing during the weekend. Right. <laughs> Lord. Because you know they're in Vegas for like this whole stretch up until Sunday. From Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, so can we talk about Mark Quinn for a second? Let's go. 
You see, he's growing his beard out. Uh huh. You see that now, mm. instead of looking like Mark Quinn, like superstar, he looks like mm-hmm. David Allen Gritty. Like current day David Allen Greer. Like if you've seen David Allen Greer in the last <laughs> year, six months. Oh yeah. It doesn't look good. It's not it's like not trimmed and clean enough. It's kinda of haggardly. And it's like, what are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> I, I wanna like private party again. My God. Putting them with all the little side little factions really diluted mm-hmm. them and it took away uh-huh. a lot of their potential because they were just fodder for bigger stories kind of like yeah. you know Santana and Ortiz for most of their run mm-hmm. here in AEW they just been like yep like you won't let them be in the real mix for the tag team titles which is where they belong and not always mm-hmm. helping somebody else's greater cause, you know, because they need backup. I mean, yeah. we love the, you know, we love Danielson and Moxley and Kingston, but, you know, I'd like to see Tantana and Ortiz up here in this three-way tag team title matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure would. But that's not where they're going <sighs> No, they just have them just stuck and whatever the hell this is and I don't like it so Mark Quinn's shooting star press gets a two count on Moxley who just pops up and starts hammering away on him the hammer and anvil elbows crush Mark Quinn as Kingston makes Cassidy tap to the eastern stretch and then Moxley gives Quinn the paradigm shift for good measure well Sure. I was like, I guess there was too much happening. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, we had the whole know. Jericho Appreciation Society at commentary right. with Regal. It was the, just who was that random black man on commentary? That was Caprice <laughs> Coleman. That and that was uh, during the next match. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, I was just like, who's that? So. um of course, Jericho Appreciation Society, they rush the ring to attack Kingston Moxley because they've got the numbers advantage. But wait, Danielson, Santana, and Ortiz come out as well. So we just have a big old brawl around the ring. Um, probably a little too long. Um, too long. Danielson has like a bad ankle. So that's kind of like mm-hmm. the story coming into the match on Sunday is that, you know, he's not going to be 100%, so it looks like they're going to be targeting him as kind of the weak link in the match. So, there's speculations if he's even going to be able to compete in the match. So, so it's an actual injury? Uh, it was an oh. injury from Rampage. Oh. Yeah, so. Oh, no. That's why he's on my list. Didn't I tell you to be careful? No, it's a, it's a, it's just a work. I don't believe it. (laughs) He's fragile. It's real to her, damn it. Uh, You get a video. (laughs) To me. (laughs) You get a video on on Heart with various wrestlers talking about what the tournament would have meant to him. Um, 
Then it's time for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Title Matchup. Rapungi Vice, Rapungi Nice, taking on FTR. We've got Caprice Coleman on commentary. That is your random black man. Uh, did you now see him in uh, Ring of Honor? He was oh, their okay. commentator. Did you see him oh, and okay. Keith Lee doing the Oh My God singing? No. You know that's Keith Lee's joint, right? Yes, but I didn't see that. Yeah. So it's Caprice Coleman like standing in the hallway and then he does the oh my god and then you know <laughs> off out of the side he, he starts kind of looking around and then uh-huh. here comes Keith Lee and they you know start going back and forth. That's hilarious. That's uh, fun. Some rolling German suplexes get a two count on Trent with Rocky Romero making the save. Double knees drop Dax but Straw Zero is broken up. Small package and a victory roll give Trent a two count on each one. Rapungi Vice is right back up with Strong Zero for a two count with Wheeler making the save. And that's when Jeff Cobb, the great Ocon, they kick in the forbidden door. They run in for the double DQ and they just start beating up everybody. Um, I just found the video. It's so cute. Jeff Cobb and the Great Ocon are part of the United Empire. Will Ospreay's little faction over in New Japan. Uh, Uh They're the tag team members of the faction. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Jeff Cobb, if you watch Lucha Underground, was Matanza. Mm -hmm. Oh! Oh, cool. Yeah, I, they just came out of the room. I was just like, well, damn. <laughs> they were just like, well, everybody can get slapped. Everybody. And I was just like, okay. And Great, o- Great Ocon was a, is a homegrown New Japan young boy talent. Uh-huh. That luckily went and got his excursion in before the pandemic and was able to get back in time and start his oh. run in New Japan. With this yeah. great Ocon gimmick, yep, and he got, you know, noticed, and Will Osprey brought him into his faction. Cool. Okay, because I was just like, who them? Who are them? Yeah. Jeff Jeff Cobb is good. Jeff Cobb is real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like I said, they just come in and start beating up everybody. We get Trent okay. and Dax. They get put through tables. Then Cobb and the Great Ocon, they hold up the ROH tag team titles. Where is Chucky T? Is he hurt? I haven't heard anything or seen anything. Where is he? The Mo Meltzer report hasn't reported anything. Might have to see what your Googles tell you or your or your Twitters. Let me see. Because I love Rocky Romero, but I was like, where is Chucky T? <laughs> Uh, the Hardys talk about how they have a lot of similarities to the Young Bucks. They came from religious families and didn't smoke or drink. That's where the stories end, though, because the Hardys fought up to become one of the most revolutionary tag teams ever. The Bucks are talented, but they are seen as Hardy cosplayers. Now they're approaching goat status when Jeff making goat noises. They're beyond their prime, but they'll still never be better than the Hardys. He says they are beyond their prime, but the Young Bucks will never be better than the Hardys. The Bucks weren't even better babies than them. The saying is never meet your heroes, but in this case, the Bucks will never beat their heroes. 
Kingdom 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 Ricky Starks, Swerve Strickland, and Jungle Boy mm-hmm. in a three-way matchup. The Rochambeau to Swerve is blocked. So Starks goes to the eyes and hits the Rochambeau, but Starks gets caught in the snare trap by Jungle Boy. A long crawl gets Starks to the ropes, but Jungle Boy pulls him back to the middle of the ring and puts it on again. Swerve breaks that up and then hits the Swerve Stomp to Ricky Starks. Pins him and gets the win. So, was this, I thought, this wasn't for the FTW Championship. Nope, right? this was a non-title matchup. This was just a okay. preview for the Triple Threat Tag Team match. Because for, I don't know why, for some reason I thought it was. I was just like, wait, does that mean Swerve takes over FTW now? <laughs> well, he brought the title down here? to the ring, yeah. but that was just mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay, because I don't know why I thought that was it was for that. This match, amazing. These three gentle men went wild from second one. I loved this match. I say it every time. Jungle Boy gets better and better every time. Ricky Starks needs to wrestle more and swerve just how wwe messed up with this man makes no sense to me these three were amazing the counters all the spots the submission like in the middle all these this was a great great match and i don't know if you saw on twitter what happened with Ricky Stark where I think it was maybe during the commercial break when he did I think um, like that dive outside and someone in the audience said you missed him and he was just like yeah your daddy should have missed me he came in your mom you punk bitch oh damn I was like oh my god Jesus Ricky good god Jesus you didn't have to murder him. You didn't have to this do was it. this was Twitter. This was on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, that's in front of the uh, world to see. Good God. Yeah. I was like, Lord. It was during a, a commercial. It was like he said it to one of the audience members, like during a commercial break. So it was probably during like the picture in picture. <laughs> but like somebody captured it. I was like, Oh my God, freaky. That is rough, right there, boy. Whew. But hey, man, you know. The uh, average age of uh, AEW fans are much older than WWE, so, you know, he can take it. Yeah. But still, I was like, that escalated quickly. (laughs) Hilarious. Oh, man. But, yeah, this was a great match. Lots of big spots. Um, Mm -hmm. I got to figure out a way to incorporate that Ricky Starks pose into my life. Yes. Because every time you just gotta walk in, just do it. Just walk into a room and just bond, pose, just do it. <laughs> so after the match, powerhouse powerhouse Hobbs, what's up, Motel underscore Reese, comes in for the beat down <laughs> on Swerve. But here is Luchasaurus who can't overpower Hobbs, so that brings out Keith Lee, so the big man brawl can be on. Keith Lee clears the ring, and then nonchalantly just hits a slingshot corkscrew dive on Luchasaurus and. Like- Mostly powerhouse Hobbs because he kicked him squaw in the mouth and Mo to the underscore re stood up and was like, Yes, yes, in the face. 
It was great. I was like, yes. And those Keith Lee did swagger a bit, trying to come. I was just like, Keith Lee, I need you to pop off here. <laughs> come on. <laughs> but he got there eventually. Well, you know, they wasn't really. Well, yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs did uh, did chunk swerve around. I was about to say. They were kind of, Luchasaurus and Will Hobbs were kind of fighting each other at that point. So he was kind of, I guess, waiting and seeing what they were going to do. Still, I was like, I need you to power walk. <laughs> like this white woman that I saw coming. I was driving to work. I saw this, this white lady, ponytail, shorts. Her arms were swinging. Yeah, she was just power I was just like, you better power walk, white woman. She, she swinging. Woo. She had it down packed. Sufficient. It was great. It was hilarious. It was efficient. I was like, damn, she got places to be. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan Lambert laughs off Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara breaking up the TNT title. He says, since American top team has won every belt there is, Lambert has the belt makers on standby. So the new title will be unveiled on Friday. Lambert is relieved because it means Tay Conti and Guevara can't do anything to disgrace it. This is the only time I agree with Dan Lambert. He's more tolerable when he's not screaming into a microphone. <laughs> I was like, see what happens when you speak with your inside voice? In a interesting twist, Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes' last deed in AEW was turning Dan Lambert into a babyface. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, it's crazy. Y'all know how I feel about that white man. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but hey, it's Cody Luther King. He ended oh, racism. You didn't know? Oh, God. <laughs> With his half his half black and his half white child who's going to love every... Shut up, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so here's Thunder Rosa for a promo. And for once, she doesn't have face paint on. This is the real her. She wanted people to see what a champion looks like. That's what Serena D will never look like, even though Thunder Rosa used to look up to her. On Sunday, the war paint is coming back on, and Thunder Rosa will make D pay for her disrespect. Uh, that promo was much more longer than that. I shortened that up a lot. Mm -hmm. They, they played yeah. the Grammy, the Emmy, whatever, wrap it yeah. up music wrap on it. Yeah, wrap it up, B. It's like, damn, Thunder Rosa, mm -hmm. that's messed up, man. Yeah. But it was a strong mm -hmm. promo, though. She had a lot to say. It was. She, she was very passionate in what she wanted to say. Serena Deeper right. pissed her off. Because I was like, when she came out there, I was like, oh, it's Thunder Rosa, because, you know, the music or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's something different. I was like, and then when she said, I don't have <laughs> I the face, face. paint on, I was like, oh, yeah. I see both <laughs> sides of your face. <laughs> right. But. It was a good promo. And that, that fit was fire. Love the outfit. Uh, again, I know that they've been building towards the tournament and everything, and mm -hmm. and you know you've got a women's tournament, so you have to use the time for that mm -hmm. that you have mm -hmm. in various channels and places. But I think that mm -hmm. that's been mm -hmm. to the detriment of Thunder Rose's title run. Yep, because we haven't gotten enough of her either. You know, videos or promos or even just a one-off match. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They kind of built the angle with her and Serena D, with Serena coming out, and but still they use Dustin 
you know, kind of right. in the middle. And, it, you know, it's not as organic if you're going to throw a guy in there. You know what I'm saying? No. They kind of be like. They don't know how to, they don't know how to work with their champions. Right. Once, like, they're pretty good with, like, the build to the championship. Like, they're, that's fine. That's great with, like, who's the challenger. They're good at doing. But once the challenger gets the championship, they don't know how to continue that storyline. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what's happening with Adam Page. They don't know how to like, but at least with him, because he's a man, so <laughs> they build his stories more, and he gets actually more time. Stuff with like Thunder Rosa, it's like you can you kind of forget that she was the champion. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the, the new belt looked like. To be honest, yeah, with you. same. I was like, yeah. I thought it had more silver in it the last time, but okay, it's gold. Right. <laughs> All right. Because I swore when they uh, debuted it, it had yeah. a whole bunch of silver in it. It was like silver, but Thunder Rosa came out with mm-hmm. it. His joint was gold out. So I was like, okay. Right. I still like it. Yeah, I I like it. I just, and thank God it's bigger now. Thank God. But like, <laughs> I just, I don't remember what it looks like because she's never on the show. Right. Well, straight from my mama's kitchen, Red Velvet mentions Ruby Soho and her promo, who happens to just be walking by in earshot. Red Velvet hands her a notebook and says, this is everything you need to know to take out Chris Statlander. She says, I'm pretty sure if you, she's like, if you don't need, if you don't want to use anything in that, I'm pretty sure you might find it helpful that she's, you know, banged up. She's got a bad knee, a bad shoulder. Ruby Soho said, you know, she'll go in without the knowledge of the book, but she'll keep those other things in mind. Mm-hmm. So, Red Velvet did all that was for nothing. <clears throat> you know, some people just can't accept blessings when they come to them. Mm-hmm. It's like Roddy and the Creed Brothers all over again. <laughs> you don't accept... Hello? Don't know how to accept help from this right there. Now she's going to lose for no reason. Women's Owen Hart Foundation semifinal matchup. Brett Baker, DMD, taking on Tony Storm. A tornado DDT off the apron plants Brett Baker on the floor as Tony Storm's nose might be broken. Jamie Hayter is knocked off the apron, leaving Brett Baker to have to break up Storm Zero. It's time for a roll up with Brett Baker kind of grabbing the rope. Jamie Hayter, I think, was supposed to be there to like hold her hand for the pin yeah but tony mm-hmm. storm loses it a mixed reaction brett baker losing steam rapidly with the aew yep. crowd and uh but she's gonna be in the finals here against the winner of ruby soho and chris statland uh tony storm should have won this I, t- I, like I said man when she started bleeding the people started really getting behind her and cheering for her even more. Like, ah, I was just like, ah, damn. The roof. I mean, they were hitting hard, though. Yeah. So, like. Oh, it was a but, good match. I, yeah, but it's just like, it was nine minutes. <laughs> but I was just like, damn, I was rooting for Tony. But see, we've gotten to the point now where like, mm-hmm. hey, Britt Baker, she's having good matches isn't good enough anymore. 
You know, it used to yeah. be a point where it was like, oh, Britt Baker, she's still kind of green, you know. Mm-hmm. She gets hurt or she bleeds. Right. That was her thing. Then she kind of yeah. turned a corner and it was like, you know what? She's starting to have good matches. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you established that you can have good matches, now you got to kick it up a notch and be able to be like, right. hey, somebody like this Tony Storm match, man, we ain't got but a little bit of time. Hey, let's right. just go get it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Go 100 miles mm-hmm. an hour. Like, boom, boom, right. boom, 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 boom. Not necessarily no like sell. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily no sell everything, but the pace right. that you wrestle at is real quick and real explosive. You know? Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's a women's match at AEW. You got to realize, even on your best night, you're going to get 11 minutes. Right. <laughs> you know? Best case scenario, you get 11 minutes. Right. So you might as well just be like, you know what, man? You're going to take these 11 minutes. And we, because you know, four of them are going to be in picture in picture. Nobody can see anyway. Yep. So you kind of have to structure your matches a little bit different. And now that she's gotten to the point where her bleeding or her, you know, isn't the novelty that it once was. Mm-hmm. can't fall back on that right you can't just bleed every time and be like that's a good match no you just bled right <laughs> it's like they just tell a storyline where you you know where you did you use your psychology you know where did you pull out something new a new way to like put your submission in maybe a new move something right no okay <laughs> Or Great. take a whooping, like don't control the right. match, like take like an right. absolute whooping, but still find some way mm-hmm. to like you know cheat and win. Right, something, but no. Just to change it up mm-hmm. a little. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she can, honestly, because honestly, what got me over with Brit was her mic skills. Like, I acknowledge when she got better in the ring, but her ring skills were never what got me over with her, what got her over with me. It was the storyline she was telling with Big Swole. And, you know, like, her mic skills. And now it's like, she does that thing where, like, you just kind of uses, like, cheap little low blows get like to be like oh but it's like okay but I need you to come up with something better than like a little cheap thing that you go back to a lot because it, it goes back to a lot when she's with the women that you know you're sleeping with somebody in the back or you're in catering or it's just like it's one of those two things and then there's not like a real good like partner that she can kind of um, bounce off with for like a good storyline so it just got it goes meh, meh, meh. And when the person that she's in the ring with is honestly a better wrestler and has better experience, they, instead of her kind of stepping up to the plate to meet them at their level, they have to slow down to meet her at hers. And it shows a lot. It showed with this match. It was a good match. And they did hit hard, but you can kind of tell that you're like, you know, Tony Storm could do more than this. We've seen Tony Storm go way harder than this. But she kind of had 
to slow her to slow it down a bit and just like not go as hard because Brit can't be her at that level. Truth is it. Final matchup we see in a main event. Samoa Joe versus Kyle O'Reilly. This is a men's uh, Owen Hart semifinal matchup. We got a Hart clothesline that gives Joe a two count, but the Muscle Busters counter into the Fujiwara armbar. Joe makes the ropes and strikes away to rock O'Reilly. The rock bottom out of the corner is broken up. That doesn't matter for Joe, who pulls him into the Coquina clutch. Kyle O'Reilly blacks out, and Samoa Joe advances to the finals to face Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole comes out so they can play his cool music and he stares down Samoa Joe to end the show. Great time. <laughs> now, Kyle O'Reilly's back was fucked up from the beginning. I was like, why you got all them bruises on your back, baby? Oh, yeah, he was this cupping. Was like, yeah, it was just, yeah. oh, okay. I was just like, what happened to your back? What does that do? Um, It's a treatment for, like, muscles and and ligaments so like when you're fucked up uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. well yeah <laughs> yeah okay and i was like oh his back is all bruised i was like that's a weakness why would you show that put makeup on that <laughs> <laughs> this is a very good match very much enjoyed it very hard hitting they were trying to kill each other it was great it was great highly technical mm-hmm yeah that well, I guess they can't call it the Coquina Clutch anymore. Well, I don't know what, that's what I call it. What are they calling it now? I guess the, just the, the choke. clutch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, he's making spittle come out of his mouth. His <laughs> face turned purple. His face, Not it was spittle. spittle, and then it was purple face. And I was like, damn, Kyle, wake up. And he was out. Yeah, this was good. I like this a lot. Mm-hmm. It's good to see Samoa Joe able to get out there. Russell, yes. do what he do and not mm-hmm. be hampered yeah. with all the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. the one thing, though, that his time in WWE unlocked in him that I don't think anybody thought he would even be capable of a near approach was his promos. Mm-hmm. But they're not yeah. using that element of his game in AEW, right. which is... It's like- crazy mm-hmm. because like you said you can get more mileage week to week month to month program to program storyline to storyline with talking than you can actual physicality mm-hmm. in most cases yep Wardlow somebody like that the more physical he can be mm-hmm. and is awesome but the trick is not having it be physical towards the person that you want him to wrestle which is the whole yeah. gift and the thing that MJF set up mm-hmm. but if you have somebody like Samoa Joe and like I said these matches kind of needed a couple of more weeks like if they had two weeks to build them up so you could like you said yeah. get the story so you get this shit talking hey you mm-hmm. know what ah, I don't know nothing about no, uh oh, look at you. Like, <laughs> those late night Texas. Uh oh. Like, Samoa Joe just be like, I don't know nothing about Owen Hart. All I know is he broke Stone Cold Steve Austin's neck. But I do know right. one thing, Kyle O'Reilly. In the honor of Owen Hart, I might just break your neck to win this and get into a chance to face Adam Cole. You know, just right. 
Just whatever. Right. Hit us with a whisper threat. <laughs> right. Right. Just take advantage of right. his whole skill set. Adam Cole. Adam Cole is going to go up against Samoa Joe. That would have been a good three weeks of just shit talking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Hey, you were the golden boy. You right. Thought, right? You know what I'm saying? But I was the one who laid those bricks. I was the right. one who... And when they needed somebody to come remedy your mess because you couldn't right. fix it, guess who they called? Man, those the AEW fans day. would freaking eat that they up. Mind. They would eat that up. Right. Like, before I wasn't allowed to touch you. <laughs> but now I can touch you anytime I want. Hello! <laughs> And then you could just have Regal on commentary just, like, nodding. And we could be like, oh, Easter egg, Easter egg. <laughs> just, it's so easy. <laughs> like, But see, the difference between <laughs> AEW and WWE is Tony Khan is a wrestling fan, but he mm-hmm. knows nothing about TV and making wrestling for TV, right? Right. Whereas WWE knows all about making wrestling for TV, but they don't mm-hmm. really have any wrestling fans working for them. Right. Mm-hmm. If we could somehow like mesh those two things together, right, we would have our our company that would be a much better company. I wouldn't say perfect because mm-hmm. you know, nothing perfect. Still don't have but, enough representation. Yeah. Right. AEW, you. You still falling way short of that three years later. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You need to fix a lot of your optics. Yeah. On your television screen. Stop but, having white men throw fire at black people. It's like, man, don't have a bunch of white people beating up Asian folks. Like, we got nobody coming would- to help them. Right, that would be helpful. Like, you know, it's just the little things. You know, take temperature. Don't make green card jokes. <laughs> yeah, you know, just take take temperature of the country. What's going on on, right. on your you know your world news at six thirty? You know, I know mm-hmm. people don't do that. I think that's for old people and stuff. But you know, <laughs> check in like once or twice a week. You know, what I'm saying you might learn right. some stuff. What yes, not to do? do. Right. <laughs> so. But uh, I thought this was a strong go home episode of uh, mm-hmm. a Dynamite. I thought they pretty much set up everything they needed to to get you interested in something on Sunday. Right. I think the Jericho Appreciation Society match is probably the one I'm looking least to as far as main mm-hmm. mat main you know card. Right. I think that House of Black um, Death Triangle match is going to be just ridiculous yeah because you know phoenix and pot going they're gonna go wild you know they're gonna go crazy that's what they like to do they have no concern they're like you know what let's just let's just go you know maybe i'll lose an eye maybe my foot will cut off but it's fine you know (laughs) pot he i mean god bless him you know he only gets about eight months injury free per year I know. So. You're as bad as Tegan Knox. <laughs> right. But I'm actually looking forward to MJF and Wardlow the most. 
they've done a great job in building that match. And then I'm looking forward yeah. to the tag team title match. And then mm-hmm. Jade and Anna Jay. Those are my top three. Mine is Adam Pacey and Punk. The Triple Threat Tag Team. Mm-hmm. Jade and Anna Jay. Wardlow MJ, MJF. Those are my four matches, and I'm just like, let's go. So again, use the hashtag All Elite Cast this Sunday night, and uh, you'll be able to share your commentary with color with us. Well, um, due to maybe we'll make a special case because it's a pay per view, but usually we don't run the Twitter Spaces due to mm-hmm. displeasure with Tony Khan and his treatment of Big Swole. We just usually yeah. just run a, a live tweet, but maybe I can talk the gentleman into uh, starting the spaces and everybody can get in there and, and share the commentary with color, uh, voice their opinions literally on Twitter. Mm-hmm. All right, Miss Simi. So at this point, Woo! I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. Well, shout out to you, John, as always. Shout out to the Rasselcast family. Shout out to the CSPN family. Shout out to the patrons who paint a little extra theater to talk some more. Shout out to you guys and the hashtags. Your commentary makes me laugh. Shout out to Adam Page. I'm rooting for you. Exercise that demon from your mind and get to work. <laughs> Thank you to all the patrons who subscribe each and every week to the feed. Um, Thank you to all the new listeners that will be listening to this as I'll probably put this up on the main feed just so they can get the preview of the uh, of the pay-per-view. So if you are intrigued by what you heard between me and Miss Simi <laughs> on this free episode, please consider becoming a patron over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN media. You'll get this commentary with color each and every week on AEW. That's all the rants you want. <laughs> yes, this is where the rants happen. Uh, if you're a fan of Miss Simi, definitely come over here and you thought those NXT cast rants or something <laughs> this show is usually much longer and much more in depth so come join over pay to five and get the uh, and get the dynamite review each and every week on your Patreon feed so Ooh. for my co-host Ms. Simi I'm your host Don DeLaRente and this has been the dark match we'll talk to everyone next week Bye, see you on the hashtags.